Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we came here to chew bubblegum and talk about Rowdy Roddy Piper, and we're all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to another episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumping Jay. As always, I'm joined by Tommy, the East Coast Kilt Fierro. Tommy, how are you doing, brother? Well, first of all, Jay... Um, I wasn't too crazy about that introduction this morning, to be honest with you. I know that you're, uh, I know that you're packing and getting ready for a, a week's vacation with the family. So, uh, we'll let everyone know at the top of the program. Now there uh, will not be a eighties wrestling podcast episode next Thursday because, uh, Jay will be away and I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to do it without you, brother. You're my tag team partner. You know, I'm Shawn Michaels, and you're Marty Jannetty. I mean, I'm sorry, I mean, you're Shawn Michaels, I'm Marty Jannetty. And um, <laughs> I just don't want to do an episode without you. So I, I'm, I'm crazy busy anyway, man. So I'll take the week off next week. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks uh, after this episode with the next installment of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. I'm excited for today's episode, Jay. It is a big one. We are talking about my personal all-time favorite performer, WWE Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time, the Hot Rod, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, today, right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast, and we're taking your calls live. We're just starting to do this, so again, if it doesn't pick up right away, I'm sure it will. Once people start listening every week, we just added this element to the podcast, so uh, if you're Listening to us now live, where you have the call number, it is 516-595-8295. Again, that's 516-595-8295. Going to be talking about the life and times of the hot rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper today. I'm excited, Jay. This is a big one, Tommy. Like you said, this guy meant so much to the world of professional wrestling, especially during the early ages of the golden era of wrestling when you and I fell in love with the world of professional wrestling. And so I am super excited to dive in and hear some of your favorite memories involving Hot Rod, Roddy Piper. First, before we dive in, you are coming off of a wild virtual signing this past Monday night. You had the wild man, Mark Merrill, live and in person. And I got to tell you, from a fan's perspective, sitting on this side of the screen watching it, he comes across as about one of the most genuine, nice human beings that there could ever be. Was he as cool as he appeared to be? Oh, off camera, he was uh, absolutely horrible. I, I couldn't – no. He was awesome. <laughs> he uh, – he was a super, super, super nice guy. Uh, everyone that was there, he was so friendly to all the staff. I mean, everybody is when we when we when we do these signings all the time. Everyone's super cool, but uh, Mark was tremendous, man. He such a pleasure to work with. Such a nice guy. He told some amazing stories, and uh, his journey's been absolutely phenomenal. So we we really enjoyed having Mark on the. Uh, Monday Night Virtual this past Monday was a great signing. And this Sunday is the big one, Jay. This is the one that we've been 
Counting down, it is virtual media two, and it's going to be this Sunday all day long from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. And you can watch it on our Facebook page, streaming live all day. Again, it's facebook.com backslash 80s wrestling picks, P-I-C-S. But we always have the link for our Facebook page on our website, 80swrestlingcon.com. But this Sunday is a big one. Virtual Mania 2, all day long. Attitude, we're labeling it. We have Billy Gunn kicking off the signing from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Then the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer and former world champion, Mark Henry, takes the hot seat from 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. And then we're going to round out the day from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time with the Headbangers and D'Lo Brown. It's going to be a fun day, Jay, all day long. Anyone that's watching uh, can get a personalized autographed picture of any of these guests. All they have to do is go to 80swrestlingcon.com. They're going to select which photos they like of the wrestlers, and they're going to sign them for them live on the uh, broadcast. Give them a shout-out, and then after the show's over, we will ship out your photos to you. So it's a great way to uh, be able to get personalized autographed pictures of these stars if you don't have the opportunity to meet them. So everyone, please, uh, if you haven't done so yet, uh, this is the time to sample our virtual signings. This Sunday, all day long, so it could be any time of the day you turn it on from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. They will be on and uh, you can uh, experience it live this Sunday, Virtual Mania 2. I'm excited, Jay. It's going to be a huge virtual event, Tommy, and these are all guys that had huge contributions to the Attitude Era that everyone kind of fell back in love with the world of wrestling during this time, and it kind of became mainstream like it was during that golden era. And So that's going to be a killer virtual signing. I'm excited. I can't wait. Tommy, big news right now. We have a call coming in. Are you ready to take the first ready, call? Man. Hot Rod Rowdy Piper. Let's do it. Hello. Welcome to Hello. 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Who is this? Hey, Tommy, Jumping Jay, Danny from Butler. Tommy, what's your, your most loyal customer. Hey, Danny, what's up, man? This is uh, this is one of our customers, Jay, at and uh, the wrestling collector, he, he lives right in the area, and uh, he comes in almost every week, man. And, and he, he's a fan of Jumpin' Jay, too, man. Don't worry, Jumpin' Jay. Like, like Tommy told you before, you weren't the only one that didn't hear of, a, of the wrestling eye growing up. <laughs> you were the other guy? I was the other guy. I was that guy. Danny, I love you, man. That made my day when Tommy texted me that. Made me feel like I wasn't <laughs> the only guy who was clueless during this time frame. Danny, thank you for being my brother and not knowing the wrestling eye. You know what I'm saying? This is such a shame because, like I said, I don't know what they have out there in Minnesota, but uh, me and Tommy coming from Jersey and uh, me loving wrestling as much as I know he does, I, I cannot put, point my finger at not knowing how I, have, I went through my whole childhood growing up not knowing about that magazine that just it's just it was always more of a wwf uh, magazine and the uh, uh pro wrestling illustrated that was that was my magazine well, you what, danny. danny next time you come in the store with your son i'm gonna personally go through my collection and pull out a wrestling eye magazine 
and I'm sending you home with one next time you're up here. So then uh, I, you I, and Jay, uh-huh. when, you, when you meet at 80s WrestleCon Live next May at uh, the Menon Arena in Morristown, because uh, Jay will be there, you guys can meet and you can uh, compare notes about the Wrestling Guy magazine. Absolutely, I'll definitely be looking forward to that. Like I said, <laughs> a, I've been to your, I've been to your eighties wrestling con before, and like I said, it's a event that you, you know, any true wrestling fan, especially from that golden era, should not miss. Awesome, brother. I appreciate it, man. So let, let's move into the the topic what we're talking about today: the hot rod. Rowdy Roddy Piper, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and, and Danny, I know he's one of yours as well. What are, what are some of your favorite Rowdy Roddy Piper moments and memories? Well, of course, you know, like I said, I, I always I always say to everybody that there is no Hulkamania without Roddy Piper. Let's be honest. So like every uh, every every um superhero has to have their villain, Batman with the Joker. You know, uh, Superman with Lex Luthor. Then you had Hogan. You had Piper, or if you had Hogan or Orndorff. Um, like I said, that was just you know the first WrestleMania. You know, obviously uh, them uh, betting the bank on that show, and, and then what it what has become to this day. Um, like I said, like I said, Roddy Piper has much to do with Hulkamania and and that uh, the boom of the, of, the, of the wrestling in the eighties, uh, where you know obviously. You know, he was great behind the mic. He was such a – he had so much heat. And then, like I said, well, you know, even but the build-up to the WrestleMania with that, the the war to settle the score when, you know, he like I said, I, I, who who could ever forget him kicking, you know, Cindy Lauper in the ring and breaking the golden record over uh, Captain Lou O'Banno's head. Like I said, it's just that memory right there. Then, obviously, like I said, my favorite memory of him is uh, – Winning the Intercontinental Championship uh, against the Mountie at the Royal Rumble in '92, and then his match with Bret Hart at WrestleMania Eight. Like I said, he's, he's, this guy's just been, like I said, he's a true icon. You know, one of the the great heels, but you know, also like he's just one of the most beloved superstars because of his, you know, over the top personality. Um, you know, his ring, his you know, his his quotes, and like I said, it's just, you know, like I said, it's one of the great, great superstars and they just don't make them like that anymore i'll tell you what danny i couldn't agree more with everything you just said and jay uh i don't know man you know danny's local here he only lives about 20 minutes from the store and, and he he's pretty educated with uh wrestling man you better not you know you better not tick me off or else there might be consequences <laughs> listen man it might be one of those situations like Demolition where we got Axe and Smash and then we introduce Crush later on. Danny obviously <laughs> knows his stuff. And, That's and great. He's, he's very <laughs> speaks. I like this guy. Yeah, he could be well, like crush, I said, man. That's, that's not. I don't know if that's, that's such a great analogy because when they introduced Crush, then they were on the, you know, they, they were pretty much taking a nosedive after that. Listen, Danny, you got to pay your dues first, brother. If we want to call you Crush, you're Crush. All right, man. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you so much for calling in, man. I really, I really enjoyed everything you had to say. And again, thank you so much for always coming uh, to the Wrestling Collector. And uh, Danny's also coming to the ISPW show on September 5th with his son. So uh, we appreciate all your support, Danny. And you call on the show every week, man. We we enjoyed listening to you. Uh, I, I definitely, you know, I definitely will. You know, you guys do a great job. I love uh, listening to you guys. You guys are. Uh, Obviously, uh, you, you know, you got your finger on the pose. You know your stuff. 
just uh, keep up the great work. And like I said, uh, every week I always look forward to this show. So, like I said, I know uh, next the, the following week will be bigger than the, the than the current one. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Danny. Right, have a good one, you, Jumpy J. Uh, have a great one. You too, man. Thank you so much. See, that's how you that's how you kick it off, Jay. Huh? He, Danny knew his stuff there, man. Listen, not only did Danny know his stuff, but I loved his analogy about every great superhero needs a villain, and he hit the nail on the head. We had Hulk Hogan. You can't get a bigger superhero in the world of wrestling than Hogan, but he needs that villain, just like Batman has the Joker. Danny hit it out of the park. Hogan had Piper. That's what helped launch this crazy thing called the World of Professional Wrestling and the World Wrestling Federation. Great point by Danny. Absolutely. And, Jay, I just want you to know, I was only kidding about replacing you with him. I, I In all honesty, man, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't do the podcast without you. And uh, that's, that's the reason why, the real reason why I'm not going to uh, record next week because you're my tag team partner, man. There's no jumping Jay without Tommy Fiero when it comes to 80s wrestling the podcast. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I meant the other way. There's no Tommy without jumping Jay. Um, and I'm being serious. I, I, I value you as my tag team partner uh, on the microphone, brother. And, uh, and Danny can definitely call back. It's always me and you, buddy. Unless unless you turn on me like uh, Sean did the Marty. Jumping Jay, are you there? I think we might have lost Jumping Jay. You know what it was? Maybe he got a little upset. When I said I was going to replace him, maybe maybe he got a little jealous. Maybe, maybe he hung up and he's on his way to New Jersey, and uh, he might possibly try and super kick me through my store window at the Wrestling Collector, located at 2772 State Route 23 in Stockholm, New Jersey, New Jersey's pro wrestling destination. And it's still me talking by myself. Uh, jumping Jay, are you with us again? There's no Jumping Jay. We have lost him. I don't think he's coming back ever. Jumping Jay, where are you? He said he'll be back. He just texted me. So I will talk in the meantime while I'm waiting for uh, Jumping Jay to get back on the uh, show. So we're talking Rowdy Roddy Piper. One of my favorite wrestlers, if not my favorite wrestler of all time. And it was one of the early episodes of the podcast. I had mentioned this story, but for those that didn't hear it, uh, I'll, I'll tell it again. When I was a kid, I lived about five blocks from Lou Duba's boxing gym in, uh, in Patterson, New Jersey. Or it was in Totem, New Jersey. It was somewhere right over that area. Um, and I was obviously a kid, a huge wrestling fan. And so were all my friends that lived in the neighborhood. So one day, uh, one of the kids come running, uh, on the street saying, Rowdy Roddy Piper is at the boxing gym. And he was actually was, he was training for his WrestleMania two boxing match with Mr. T with Lou Duva at his boxing gym. So I don't know how the the kid found out that he was there, but uh, all the kids in the neighborhood ran to the store, uh, to the uh, gym to wait outside for uh, Piper. So when he came out, you know, he would sign their autographs, you know. So for some reason, I don't know why, 
my mom and dad wouldn't let me go. I, I don't know why. I don't know if I was bad that day or something was wrong. I don't know what, what it was. I don't care what it was. I'm hot, Jay. I know you're back on because I can hear you. I'm hot because I didn't go. All the kids came back with autographed pictures of Rowdy Roddy Piper. All the shows I promoted throughout the years, all the wrestlers I brought in for signings and conventions and live events throughout the years, I never even met Rowdy Roddy Piper. Never mind, used them. So that was my one opportunity to meet my favorite wrestler. And my mom, for some reason, my dad wouldn't let me go. So to this day, I got heat with him because of that. You got heat with your folks over that. I got a little bit of heat with you right now, Tommy. What's the heat? You think it's a little coincidental that you start talking about replacing me and then all of a sudden my mic drops from this conversation? Oh, come on. Jay, you really think I would do that to you? I don't know, man, but I do know I will never stand by a barbershop window with my back turned to you after my mic mysteriously gets cut here at the top of 80s. Come on, brother. You left me for for dead, man. I didn't even know what to say, what to talk about. (laughs) I love it, man. I thought it was you, man. It was you and Danny. You're both sick. Just just a little technical difficulty here, brother. That's all it was. It's okay, man. It's okay. No, No big deal. I, I rambled on for a minute. We got through it, but I, I did get to tell my uh, my Piper story. I, I, for some reason, my parents will let me go. Never met Piper. Always regret it. And uh, yeah, that's that. Listen, I'm happy you're back. I've heard that story. I love that story. And while it's a tragedy, you still have this cool story that you get to tell because you had an opportunity and you missed it. That's that's better than most people get. And and when my microphone dropped, I had no worries in the world because I know if it's one thing Tommy Fierro can do, he can talk just like Hot Rod Rowdy Piper. Tommy, you could argue as much of a contribution Piper made inside the square circle, he made just as big of a contribution with a microphone in his hand. Now, I know you believe that they have tried over and over again to reproduce Piper's pit, and they have done so unsuccessfully. And I know you think the magic ingredient to Piper's pit was Rowdy Piper, and I 100% agree with you. Talk to me just a little bit about Rowdy's microphone skills. Oh, man, he... Where do you even begin? It's much like last week's episode where we talked about Bobby the Brain Heenan. It's like you can just go on and on and, and praise the guy like forever. Like last week we talked about Heenan. He, he can do it all, and so could Piper. I mean, Piper, he was equally, equally over as a baby face as he was a heel. You put a microphone in his hand, and he will talk, literally talk in arena from being empty to being full. And much like Danny said earlier when he called in, you know, Hulk Hogan, man, he, you know, obviously he was the guy. And leading into the WrestleMania, the first one, he was the guy. But you can't dance without a partner, man. And Hot Rod was that partner for Hulk Hogan because when they launched that whole rock and wrestling era, uh, with MTV and leading into WrestleMania 1 and the war to settle the score and all that, man, Rowdy Piper was right dead set glued in the middle of it. 
because without Hulk Hogan, you know, I mean, sorry, without Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan didn't have no one to, to uh, interact with. And I loved Paul Arndorf, loved Paul Arndorf. But Paul Arndorf wouldn't be able to, I, I feel, talk people into the building to take on Hogan like Hot Rod could. You know, so Hot Rod was a guy, you know, he, he was a big guy compared to the average person, but watching him home on TV as a, as a, as a, a, a fan or as an adult, as a fan watching it, you know, he, he wasn't the, the biggest guy in the world compared to some of the other guys. So when, when Piper used to talk shit all the time, you know, some of these guys that might be construction workers or, or big guys sitting at home watching and drinking their beer were probably like, man, I can kick this guy's ass. So since they couldn't, they got behind the guy that could, and that was Hulk Hogan. So I think that Rowdy Roddy Piper was so instrumental of the popularity and the birth of WWF going into the mainstream during that 1985 time frame. I mean, he's equally, equally, and this is a big, big, big statement, equally responsible for the popularity in the boom period, WWF during that time frame is Hulk Hogan is. You know, as you were talking, it reminded me of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin tells this story when his career started to get a, a push uh, during the Attitude Era, that sometimes the things he would say on the microphone, they would end up cutting. And then when he would watch the show, they would be cut out. And he went to production. He's like, look it. I'm not the biggest dude on the roster. If you take away my microphone, you take away my ability to get over. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Rowdy Piper, while he's at, bigger than the average person walking the planet, when he's standing next to six foot eight, 300 plus pounds of Hulk Hogan, he doesn't seem as big physically. And so that microphone, is what brought him to the level of Hogan. It made him an equal because he could talk himself into the main event with his microphone skills. And so it made the playing field even the biggest face in the company, the biggest heel in the company. And with that microphone as his weapon, he could chop down the biggest oak trees in the forest. Tommy, we got another call coming in. Let's awesome. talk. Piper with some fans. Hello, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Who is this? Hi, uh, yeah, this is David from Canada. David, David how are you? The show. I'm good, thanks guys. I'm really enjoying the podcast. Uh, recent, you know, started listening to it, but I'm, I'm really into it. Awesome, man, thank you. And, uh, and I love, uh, first of all, being Canadian, gotta love Roddy Piper as he's a Canadian too. And, you know, listening to his sort of backstory and how, how, how tough his upbringing was. I sort of, I love the way he brought that into the ring with him. Excellent point. It brought a sense of realism to his character. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other point with the character that I, I love is, you know, there's, there's people we can all name that as soon as you hear their, their entrance music, right, you, you, don't, you don't need to really get into it. You hear, like, the first couple of notes, and you know, okay, here's coming out. And I think he's one of those guys. You hear that drum, and then you get the bagpipes, and you go, all right, 
here he comes out, and you, you know, you know, you're, you know what you're going to get, you know what to expect, and, and I, I love that about him. Absolutely, man. And you bring up a good point because even to this day, as an adult, I go back and I, I watch some of these, you know, early '80s Piper matches, and and when that music hits, man, like just yesterday in the store, at my store here, uh, David, I was, I had. WrestleMania, no WrestleMania on. It was the one where uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Morton Downey Jr. were on the Brother Love Show. And when when Piper's music hit, like, I got, as an adult, man, I got chills because it just brings you, when you hear that song, you hear that beat, it brings you back to your childhood. And I I know you said you just started listening to the podcast, and and thank you, by the way. If If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go back and listen to our uh, theme song uh, episode uh, that we did a while back, and and you will really enjoy that because we 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 talked about a lot of those you know songs being so instrumental. You hear a couple of beats and, and you automatically know who it was. What David? Before we let you go, what what was one or two of your favorite Rowdy Roddy Piper memories and moments growing up as a kid? Uh, well, I, I mean, for most of it, it, for me, it was, I'm, I'm a little bit younger, so it, it's sort of going back and watching it. Yeah, go, yeah going back um, and watching it. So I would, I would say that the early, uh, WrestleMania, you know, like WrestleMania one, probably. And, and, the, and then the matches, the feud that they had with like Hogan and Mr. T, I think th- those are the things that sort of stick out to me. Now, now what, now you said you were a little bit younger going back and watching that and watching him. Who is someone that you currently watch? Uh, it doesn't even have to be in WWE. It could be, you know, AEW or Impact or, or another promotion. Or just someone out there that's available. Who would you have liked to have seen someone today tangle with Rowdy Roddy Piper? What, what, what match would interest you if both guys were in their prime? Uh, you know, I think um, probably maybe Cena. I think uh, like, like Cena, you know, being the being the face and yeah. Piper being the heel. Oh yeah, would, would have been something that I think would have would have been definitely cool to watch. Oh, absolutely, for sure. absolutely. That's that's a really good and idea. Do, do, but, do you mind if I I make one more point, just real quick? Because sure. I always found this interesting about Piper is you, you know from Canada, from from Saskatchewan, build from Glasgow, obviously. And I always found it funny he never talked with a Scottish accent, and and you know that was never an issue, right? He's like he's from Scotland, and just people go with it. Right, but he never had the accent. That's right. That's right. So anyway, thanks for taking my call, guys. I never realized that before. Excellent point. Yeah, right. Like you don't you don't think about it, but then when you now you know going back at it now, it's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Hey man, well we appreciate you listening to the podcast and and thank you for calling and definitely call back anytime, man. All right. All right. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thanks, man. Have a good day. We're talking Hot Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper today on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. So many, so many memories of the Hot Rod. I don't even know where to start. I guess we could talk about the one I had just mentioned to David from Canada there. Uh, yesterday in the store, I had an old WrestleMania on, and it was Morton Downey Jr., Rowdy Roddy Piper on the Brother Love Show. So entertaining. Uh, Rowdy Piper comes out. Morton Downey Jr. is blowing smoke in his face. Piper saying, don't blow any more smoke in my face. And he told him a couple times, and he didn't listen. And you just got to go back and watch it. 
awesome WrestleMania moment. Uh, Piper, man, he just has so many moments. It doesn't have to be just WrestleMania. Anything he did really was a moment. Anything he did caught the attention of the audience because you never knew what he was going to say. You never knew what he was going to do. But I do know what we are going to do right now, Tommy. The call lines are blowing up. People love talking about Rowdy, Roddy Piper. So we're going to go to the call-in line one more time and listen to what this gentleman has to say. Hello. Welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Who is this? Hello, caller. Are you there? Hey, guys. How you doing? Tommy, Jay, how are you? Good, man. How are you? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Doing great. This is, uh, hey, Tommy, this is Joe uh, Puccio from Royal Flush. How you doing? Hey, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good to talk Thanks to you. For, good, man. Good to talk to you. Thanks for uh, calling in. What, what are some of your, you, now you're obviously a New York guy, so you grew up this way with me, so obviously you know, WWF in the 80s was gigantic up there. Uh, Jay is over down there in Minnesota who uh, only knows who uh, Kemp Patera and uh, Vern Gagne and Baron Von Reske is. But for, for us up here, why don't you tell Jumpin' Jay how big the hot rod was in the New York, New Jersey area? Yeah, I mean, as far as the hot rod goes, going back to what some of the other callers were saying, as far as heel goes, I think by far, just want to reiterate that uh, I don't think there was ever a greater heel uh Certainly in the business from the 80s on, obviously you can make a case for for before the WWF expansion. But um, as far as a pure heel, uh, nobody could compare to Piper. Uh, you know, you can make some calls, maybe Savage or guys like DiBiase and guys like that. But honestly, I don't think anyone compares to Piper in, in that sense. Uh, and and even though he was as great uh, as a lot of people would think as a face as he was as a heel, to be completely honest, I never really, I almost lost a little bit uh, of my fandom for for Piper once he turned face, and I, I always felt he lost a little something uh, when he went that route. That's an interesting. Really, that's interesting because yeah. I actually, that's a good point that you brought because actually I. I actually liked him more when he became good. How about you, Jay? I think he's one of these guys that does great on both sides, but I gotta, I gotta agree with Joe. I think Piper is the heel, is better than anyone to ever do it. Now, when his, when his turn face came, I was excited about it as a fan because, in your heart of hearts, you wanted to root for Rowdy Piper, and so you wanted him to be a good guy, but. If, if I'm booking a territory and I get to choose if Piper's going to be heel or face, I'm going heel every time. Oh, oh I, I take it back. Absolutely, man. I, maybe I heard it wrong. He was I, – I prefer him as a heel also. But I, I liked – I mean, when he, turned, when he turned face, though, I, I was still really into him. But, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, he's definitely better as a, as a heel. Joe, what, what, do you, what is your favorite – it doesn't have to be one. What's your, your few favorite – uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper memories and moments growing up watching them. Oh man, to to narrow it down, I mean, I guess you know, obviously you can say the first WrestleMania, but I I, I really did always I always loved that as a kid. I loved when he feuded with uh, he had the feud with Mr. T uh, back around that time. I mean, obviously the Hogan Piper feud was iconic, but just seeing Mr. T, who was this 
humongous television star, and arguably at the time, you know, there was nobody bigger than Mr. T as far as an action star for kids. And seeing him step into my world, you know, the wrestling world, and feud with who I think was the best heel at the time, that was pure magic. I just, I just thought those two guys were, were so great together. And then, and then I think uh, there was actually some legitimate uh, tension between those two as well behind the scenes, and I think that only added to it. Joe, you brought up such a great point. I, I want to say something right now. You just said when Mr. T entered my world, meaning professional wrestling, you're, you're so right. You hit the nail right on the head because that's exactly what they did. When, when uh, Mr. T and Cindy Lauper, when they came into our world, Joe, you're right, man. That's when they caught not only our attention, but they caught the, the attention of all the people that were in, and here's the thing, their world. So people that were fans of Mr. T and Cindy Lauper from their world are now coming to our world. I mean, I'm so happy you brought that up and said it that way because that's exactly what happened. Because they did that to us as well, and that's when it created the big boom. And right in the middle of that big boom is Piper and Hogan. So great point. Right, right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and just one other quick point, if, if I may, uh, about Please. Piper I wanted to make. Uh, another cool thing that people don't always talk about maybe sometimes is that if you look back, he was really – I don't know anyone other than Hogan that really didn't, you know, get his shoulders pinned to the mat. He he rarely did jobs at the time. I mean, I don't think he ever did to Hogan, and I don't know how he had that pull because you would think at that time the only person Vince would have given that, you know, luxury uh, would be Hogan. But Piper was probably the only heel at that time who really kept his status. I mean, maybe he knew that Hogan's M.O. was basically going through all the heels, and then after he would pin the heel, the heel would kind of go down the go go down a little bit on the card and, and lose his main event spot. But I don't know how P- Piper did it right from the get-go. But uh, you know, I think maybe that's a good that's a way that he c- kind of kept his 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 heel status as such a as such a headliner by never never uh, or rarely, very rarely losing. Jay, I think we have a new regular call, and I, I love. Joe from New York's perspective and point of view, and I'm I'm over here. I'm sure you are too, Jay. I'm like sitting here, just like nodding my head yes to everything he's saying. He's yeah, he's hitting it out on the ballpark here. He's absolutely right on. And Piper's unwillingness to to get uh, pinned clean in the ring by just about anyone it helped maintain his longevity because he knew if you get beat, your value goes down. And so, like Joe said, I don't know how he had that pull with, Mick, with Vince McMahon at this point in his career, but he kept himself relevant by never getting beat. And then when he allows himself to get beat cleanly against the, Brett Hitman Hart, for example, the victory means that much more because the list of people that cleanly beat Piper is very small. And so if you manage to get on that list, that, that's quite an accomplishment. And Joe, let me just let me just uh, sign off with this with you. It it, it would be equivalent to me uh, putting over jumping Jay. It's, it's just not going <laughs> to happen, brother. But when it does, <laughs> it's going to mean something. It, it can happen. It's going to mean shit because it's not going to happen. <laughs> hey, Joe, thank you so much for calling in, man. We really enjoyed listening to you. And, and please uh, call definitely call in, in the future. Will do. Thanks so much, guys. All right, brother. Have a good day, man. You too. We're talking the Joe hot rod, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Joe. 
Joe knows. Joe knows, yeah. Shout out to Joe. Joe knows. He knows. Tommy, we got another call coming in. They're coming in like hotcakes, man. Ain't Boris, I hope it ain't What's that? I said, I hope it ain't Boris Zukov. I, listen, I sent him a text. He got it. He's calling in. Uh, let's see who we got here. Hello, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Cliff from Rockway, New Jersey. Hey, Big Cliff. Cliff's another uh, Cliff's another What's regular up? at the Wrestling Collector, Jay. Well, now What's I got to know, man. You call him Big Cliff. Is this guy six foot eight? What, what's going on? Oh, he, he he's up there, brother. And anyone that's coming to the ISPW show on September the 5th in Butler, New Jersey, at Memorial Field, Big Cliff here has officially entered Big Sean Stud $10,000 Body Slam Challenge. Now, Cliff has a front row seat, Jay, and he will be there. And he has signed up and has been his application has been accepted to try and body slam Big Sean Stud. Whoa, Cliff, that's incredible, man. Best of luck to you. Oh, thanks. Uh, I got a question for you, too. Since you guys are talking about Roddy Piper, which is his best movie, um, Body Slam or They Live? I'll tell you what. They, they Live is, is obviously much more bigger and much more famous movie than Body Slam. But for me, personally, I absolutely love the movie Body Slam. Uh, and we had Tunga Kid in the store a couple months ago, Cliff, as you know. You were, I believe you were for that. Yeah. And uh, I always loved that movie growing up as a kid. But, I mean, obviously, They Live was was a fantastic movie and uh, very successful as well. Jay, what, what's your opinion on that? Listen, I'm glad these movies got brought up because I recently, maybe like two and a half weeks ago, watched They Live again. And I got to tell you, as a kid, I absolutely loved that movie. Could not get enough of it. I still enjoyed that movie. But I will tell you what, at the beginning of that movie, Piper starts killing these creatures without even knowing if they're good or bad. He just kind of decides, I see them, they look weird, I'm going to start blasting them. And so as I watched it as an adult two weeks ago, I was kind of like, man, he could have slowed down a little bit and done, done, done some investigating to see what these creatures were. But he just decided to take them out, which I thought was amusing and hilarious from back at it. Cliff, which if you had to pick a Piper movie, what are you going for? Um, I would pick um, They Live because um, he did have that fight with um, the guy in the alley. And I, that wasn't really rehearsed because, I mean, he did talk about it when he um, when he did WWE um, backstory. So that yeah. was like, you know, the, the guy was afraid to uh, hit him. And, he, and Roddy said, you know, go ahead and hit me. He says, I can take it. So I think that was like the greatest, cool, uh, coolest fight scene ever. Yeah, that was that was cool, man. Cliff, growing up, growing up as a fan, and obviously you're you're up this way as well in the New Jersey area. What were some of your favorite Rowdy Roddy Piper memories and moments growing up as a kid? Um, when he had a Piper's Pit, and he just went off on anybody, and it didn't matter if you were a good or a bad guy. And also when he had um, when he tag team with uh, Paul Orndorff too. Absolutely, yeah. Tag team, when he when he had his tag team matches, that was awesome. 
Now, Cliff, you brought up a great point that we didn't really get into talking about Piper's pit yet, and the and just how amazing of a of a of a concept and a, a show it was. Is there a specific Piper's pit that stands out to you uh, that you remember growing up? Uh, I guess the one with uh, Captain Lou. With Captain Lou. Uh, yeah, Captain Lou Albano when he got off, when he went off on him. Oh yeah. I, I was yeah. going to say, I, I, I thought you would have said when uh, Piper hit Jimmy Superfly Snook over the head with the coconut. But if you don't remember oh. that, Cliff, next time you're at the Wrestling Collector, uh, I can definitely have a coconut ready and show you how Piper did it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could hurt me with that one, too. Brother, if you saw Big Cliff, you would be you would need a lot more than, than a coconut, Jay, to, to take the big man out. Listen, if, if he's going to slam Big Sean Studd, I don't think a little coconut's going to hurt him. Well, no, he, he, he ain't going to be Big John Studd unless he's going to uh, climb up to heaven. It's going to be Big Sean Studd. I said, Sean, man, clean the coconut oh, out of your ears, i got to clean my ears then. <laughs> he, he got me all riled, all riled up today, Cliff. Yeah. Well, listen, brother, I appreciate you calling into the show, and, 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 and that was a great point, uh, bringing up those two movies, two uh, fantastic movies. Uh, that went along with Piper's body of work. Cliff, thank you so much, as always, for all your support with all the 80s wrestling yeah. signings you do with us, coming into the store, the upcoming ISW show. We appreciate you, brother. No problem. Have a good one, Tech. Hey? Take care, man. All right. Bye-bye. How many energy drinks have you cracked over this morning? What's that? How many energy drinks have you had on your ride into the wrestling collector studio there? Too many, brother. Man, Tommy Feisty Fierro this morning. I dig it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Piper's Pit for a second, because we all know Piper's got the skills on the microphone, but they kind of gave him the freedom on Piper's Pit to kind of say and do stuff off the top of his head, And I know in today's wrestling, that wouldn't fly. It's all too scripted. But back then, they knew they had an entertainer on their hands. And so they just kind of let him go. They they didn't hold him back at all. Do you think that was the recipe for success, that they just kind of trusted him and let him do what he felt was right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. You ain't handing Roddy Roddy Piper no script, man. Uh, and back then it wasn't like, like that anyway, but I mean, he is the perfect example of someone being themselves with the volume turned up. That was Roddy Piper, man. I'd never met him personally, but from a lot of people that I spoke to, uh, he was witty like that. He was, he just, it was clever like that. Like that, that, that was him with the volume turned up and that's the recipe for success. 100% of the time. Uh, he wasn't trying to portray someone that he wasn't. He was hot rod, man. He was hot rod. He was Roddy Piper, one of the greatest to ever do it, Jay. And, and, and like uh, Cliff just said when he called in, talking about the movies as well. I mean, he did movies. He did a Piper Spit talk show. He did commentary. We didn't get the commentary. He was on primetime wrestling doing stuff all the time. I mean, uh, he managed back in the day. Russell, I mean, talk about someone that can do it all and did everything absolute. That's still a word from Kerr, uh, a phrase from Kerr Henning, but did everything absolutely perfect. He was great in every single thing that he did. 
and he, and it, more importantly, Jay, he was entertaining in everything that he did. Not only was he entertaining, but he was also believable in those yeah. roles. He yeah. never he never said anything that seemed out of character or didn't seem believable. Like he would say some pretty outlandish things, but he could also back it up in the ring. I think that's a key ingredient is yes, he was beyond entertaining, but the whole time he was believable. And so you bought into that character. And like you said, it's probably because it was him with the volume cranked way up. And that's what made people larger than life during this time frame. They already had big, big personalities. They just cranked it up even more when the camera was rolling. Absolutely, man. You brought up the Snooka incident, which is probably the most famous segment on Piper's Pit. And uh-uh. you can listen. What you think? There's a you think there's a more famous one? Oh yeah. By all means, let, let, let's. See. I, I know which one you're alluding to, but let's hear your argument as to why that moment sticks in people's minds more than the coconut incident. Well, I'm. I take it back. That was, yeah, for 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 Piper because Piper wasn't involved in the Hogan Andre, Bobby Heenan segments. He was just the interviewer. Um, yeah, so I, I, and I'm sure that's what you thought I was going to say. I, I take it back. The coconut incident made that segment. That made Piper's pit when 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 Piper hit that coconut over Snooker. That made that segment. But in my opinion, the biggest moment on that show was Hogan and Andre. And, and, and I said uh, this a few episodes back. I was actually there uh, as a kid. They were filming Superstars of Wrestling tapings at the Meadowlands Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And, and I was there to see all that stuff. So, uh, I, I mean, I think that was the biggest angle or biggest moment that ever came out of Piper's Pit. I, I see what you're saying there. I see the distinction. You're probably right. That's probably the biggest moment that maybe had the most impact on an angle or a storyline. And you're right. It did not directly involve Piper. He wasn't part of the match, but it took place on Piper's pit. He was the host, the interviewer. And I would say a lot of guys would want to steal some of the spotlight in that big moment. Piper played it off beautifully. The the tone of his voice, the the caring nature, the, uh, the shock, value that he added to that segment helped propel that angle. And so a moment, you're probably right. That's probably the biggest moment. Um, the iconicness of the coconut spot involving Piper, the backstory that it, maybe it wasn't uh, scripted, it wasn't a gimmick coconut, it, w- it was the real deal kind of led to the legitimacy of that as well. Jay, you, you, you brought up a, a good point as well uh, about Piper and, and how he played a crucial role in that angle. You're absolutely right. In the tone of his voice, when he said, you're bleeding, man. When he said you're bleeding, the way he said it, and, and the, 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 the concern in his voice and the compassion in his voice, man, that sold Hogan Andre just as much as Hogan Andre did. It really did subtlety man like he could have went over the top with it but he like you said he played it off perfectly to where 
it it made that moment heavy if you're a fan of Hogan. Did it come off as heavy in person when you were there watching it? Oh, man. I, I mean, I was just a kid. I mean, I was... I was just as shocked as everyone else. And, and, and again, and I, I bring this up all the time, it was so different back then. You didn't know what was going to happen until you went to the arenas or watched it on TV. There was no newsletters. There was no internet. There was no gossip columns. There was none of that stuff. So when, you know, and back then, I, I bring this up all the time too, they were able to program your mind to think of a certain way back then. So when Hulk Hogan, you know, got challenged by Andre the Giant, no one saw that coming, man. No one. And that's what made it so huge, so big, so special. And, again, Hot Rod was right in the middle of that. Uh, the, the, the tone of his voice, what he didn't say, what he didn't say uh, sold that as well. Like you said, Jay, he was a pro. He knew the angle was on the heat and the angle was on Andre Hogan, not him. So what he didn't say, I mean, he just said two words, man, you're bleeding. And that's all he needed to say. And uh, he was so, everything that he did, in my opinion, meant something, everything. And he did everything so great. Like it was like that, whether it be Piper's Pit or whether it be, even the stuff that, that even the, the later stuff, we did something with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Man, he he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, arguably, you know, the greatest talker and entertainer of all time in the company. Uh, and and Piper's up there going word for word with Austin during Austin's prime. So I mean, I mean, Piper, man, he no matter what he did. We said like like uh, he did last week. No matter what he did, or what he did, what what he whatever he was involved in, anything he touched, it turned to gold. You know, there is something magical about this time frame. We talk about it every week. It's why we have the show, the golden era, the '80s wrestling scene special, and Piper, just like Heenan, was special because they could do. It all, just like you're saying, Tommy. And he was sharp. He was witty. He he had you. I mean, you could Google Rowdy Piper quotes, and you would come up with a list of one-liners that he would say. And you gotta believe a lot of that came from the environment, from traveling miles and miles in cars, by talking with other wrestlers, by just bouncing things off each other. Yes, there's a natural talent that a guy like Piper has, but I think he loved the business and lived the business, and it probably consumed his thoughts 24 hours a day. And so he's probably constantly coming up with ideas, and that's not something that you can turn off. So years later, when he gets back in front of the camera with a Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's not like he's stepping in cold. He's been living it his whole life, and so I'm sure – even when he's away from the business, he's thinking about one-liners or things he could say, promos he could cut. I think people were just wired differently during the time in the business. And I think guys like Piper and guys like Keenan are the amazing things that come out of that. And you said about 
his his legendary quotes, and 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 you're so right, Jay. I think we should mention a couple of those right now. Here's two of my favorites off the top of my head. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. That should be a shirt. It might be. But just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. And you do not throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun. Those two, I mean – if you're a wrestling fan and you've never heard those or you don't know who's saying that, I mean, those things are iconic. And they're, they're classic Piper. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know where he's coming from, what he's going to do. And then you don't throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun. Meaning... And then- Man, that's that. If you think about from a promo standpoint, do you want to go one on one with a guy who's saying, "Yeah, you might get one or two little jabs at me, but I got a machine gun full of ammunition that I'm firing back at you." Like it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and probably his his most famous quote came outside of the WWF and wrestling umbrella, and uh, the movie they live. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. I, I probably could not count the times in my life where I've said either that quote or a variation of that quote because it just seems cool. You've come here to do two things, and you're all out of one of them, which means there's a gas. I don't know if that was scripted for him or if he had that, but that is an iconic quote. I think that's that quote is probably as well known as the movie itself. Absolutely. And, and, and knowing him, I wouldn't be surprised if he came up with that. So I'm, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal that line, Jay. I'm going to, I'm going to twist it a little bit. I'm going to make it my own. So today's quote by myself here on 80s wrestling, the podcast is I've come here to record a podcast and kick ass. And I don't feel like talking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of catchy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a shirt. <laughs> For all you podcasters out there, I'm here to record a podcast and kick ass. And I don't feel like talking anymore. <laughs> I like it, brother. Does that mean the show's over for the day? Yeah, I think we should wrap things up, Jay, before I, I, uh, I get a little upset here, brother. But uh, all, all kidding aside, next week, again, uh, Jay has the uh, week off. He's going away on a business trip with his family. So there will not be a podcast next week, which is totally okay with me. Uh, I'm going to be so busy processing all the orders for this Sunday's Virtual Mania 2. Again, it's from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. all day long on our Facebook page. You can order personalized autograph photos of Billy Gunn, Mark Henry, D'Lo Brown, and the Headbangers on 80swrestlingcon.com. And then watch them sign the live to give you a shout-out, and then we'll ship them out to you after uh, the uh, signing. So uh, definitely tune in this Sunday all day long, Virtual Mania 2. And it's going to be our only Sunday signing, so anyone that's not around Monday nights 
can have all day this Sunday to watch it. Jay, I hope you and your family have a great week ahead of you, and I hope you get a little fun out of it. I know you're going on a business trip. Hopefully you can have a little fun as well. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, I'm bummed that we won't be able to do the show next week. Um, but as you know, when you go on these types of trips, you always try to mix a little bit of pleasure in with the business. That's why sure. the family is, is all heading out. And so I'm sure we'll find some fun things to do. We're heading out uh, to Indianapolis. I've never been there before. Looking forward to it. Um, I wish you a great day today. I'm looking forward to Virtual Mania 2. I know you're going to be getting all the the travel, getting everybody in, getting everybody set up, getting all the pictures ready to go. So I know you've got a very busy weekend ahead of you. Um, but just as a fan on this side, I'm looking forward to Sunday, man. It's going to be a great day. Thank you, brother. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work coming up, but we're uh, looking to put on a good show all day long. The last one we did in March, it was an all-day virtual meeting. It was with Jake the Snake Roberts, the Orient Express, Haku, and Skinner, it was stressful leading up to it, but it all turned out good, and uh, everyone had a great day. So I'm hoping for the same this Sunday. But until then, Jay, hope you and your family have a great week. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll catch you back here in two weeks, two weeks from today on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.